Testing one, two, and three. All right, we are going to talk about everything protein. Um, I did the same thing last year where I started talking about a lot of nutrition during Nutrition Challenge, and obviously that's the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about podcast ideas. Is like, what are we going to talk about this week? And I want to share what we talked about on kind of our challenge call yesterday um, with obviously kind of intoxic protein and obviously how certain types of protein can bring a lot more calories than others and being mindful of those things when it comes to weight loss or body composition improvement. So we're going to talk about everything protein. So when you look at overall, when you look at the macronutrient breakdown of foods, we always talk about protein, carbs, and fats, right? And I always like to say that like water, alcohol, and fiber are kind of like my other hidden three that I like to talk about as well. But protein is definitely the one that I think that majority of people were to focus on one thing that they can dramatically change for their diet that would give them a dramatic change in their body composition, their muscle mass, their fat loss, their metabolism, the whole nine yards that it would be protein, right? And and this is obviously pretty easy to understand that when it comes to carbs or fats, they're just more palatable than protein is, right? Like protein is a very satiating macronutrient, right? Meaning it's hard to take in a lot of protein, right? Um, you know, when you think about the food product side of things with like, you know, hyper-processed foods, um, anything that's packaged, bagged, the whole nine yards, the reason why we can eat so many calories of these foods is because of the combination of both carbs and fats and obviously the processing that comes with it. And when I use the word processing, remember this, understand that processing, like even when you look at, like I'll give you an example this morning. This morning I made a smoothie, some frozen triple berry mix, half an avocado, scoop and a half of protein powder. That is processing, right? Like it's easier for me to drink a smoothie and take it in than it is maybe eat all the fruits and everything kind of whole. Not by much, but it is, right? So everything has a degree of processing, even when you're thinking about things like cooking itself. Um, but like a very processed food, when we think about like packaged foods, the reason why a lot of us get in trouble with convenience side of eating and eating out, fast food restaurants, food products, bags, packaged goods, all that stuff is because of the processing and the combination of carbs and fats. And they don't come with a lot of protein themselves. When you think about, if I were to give you, I've been talking about Oreos all week for some reason, on Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday, I polished a rack of Oreos, or as Evan would like to say, a line of Oreos, myself with a glass of milk as my dessert. I'm one of those people that has a sweet tooth, um, but if I don't have it in front of me, I have no problem avoiding it, right? I just a, This is definitely one of those environmental stimuluses, right? It's like if you have it around you, I'm naturally going to get in trouble with those things. Um, and my fiance's family, you know, likes to do stocking stuffers full of candy and sweets and trail mix and obviously a freaking thing of Oreos. So long story short, I had, it was funny now tracking through my fitness pal that really one line or rack of Oreos was with a glass of milk was 980 calories. It was a thousand calories that I ate just in a sitting post dinner. Um, and this is a perfect example. If anybody obviously has a diet that requires them eating, you know, 2000 calories a day, then I took 50% of your calories in a 10 minute sitting and that's not counting anything else. So back to the moral of the story. When you look at protein and you look at the macro breakdown of percentage of the day of what we should be getting, we want to think about protein as being about 20 to about 35% of our total calories for the day are coming in from protein, right? Um, and ideally probably being like 25 to 35. And the way that I said this yesterday on the call, and this is something for you guys to know, is if you're going through a period where weight loss needs to be the focus and body composition kind of improvements are the thing, then you obviously want to have that number a little bit higher because having more protein 
is not only going to give your body a little bit more of a flood of amino acids, it's going to help build lean body muscle uh, better. It's going to help build muscle, obviously, in combination with the strength training. It's going to have a higher thermogenic effect. It's going to be more satiating, the whole nine yards. So by having more of that, naturally, everything else will kind of start to fall to the wayside a little bit. When you have little to no protein or you're under eating on protein, you naturally will overeat on the other things. And that craving change and that appetite change takes time, right? And this is even something for myself with someone that I think that like I pat myself on the back for saying, yes, I eat a lot of food and calories, but I really want to stay as lean as possible. So I have a lot of movement, a lot of exercise there. So I always think I eat a lot of protein. And even tracking this over the last week, I've only really hit where I want to be in my protein goal one day out of four so far. So 75% of my days, granted it's only four days, I've actually failed on not hitting enough protein. And I've also, three out of four of those days, have overeaten on my total calorie goal for the day. And that's a perfect example, is the days that I overeat by a lot are the days that I also feed myself more carbs and more fats and little to no protein. So protein is one of those things that is always got to be the focus. So when you think about the thermogenic side of things, and this is something I've mentioned a lot and I always will, 20 to 30 percent of the calories go towards just feeding your body energy right increasing core body temperature through the when you're digesting and kind of metabolizing the protein itself it requires a lot of energy from the body to do that so the good thing about having lots of protein is you're technically not accounting for this but 20 to 30 percent of those calories are technically being kind of taken away because your body's metabolizing that right so if i had 100 calories that means i'm technically only being net 70 to 80. So by having more of that without even thinking about this or tracking this, your actually body is kind of, you're almost adding that to the energy expenditure side of things. Because energy expenditure, when you think about weight loss or body composition improvement, basal metabolic rate, which obviously you can improve through strength training and diet and lots of protein, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is like walk more, move more, stand more, sit less, drive less, like do the things that make you a human. Exercise activity thermogenesis, pretty straightforward. Go to the gym more often. We have four strength training um, is kind of the frequency goal for the week. I personally love strength training four times a week minimum, and ideally kind of five times a week, but four times for sure, maybe a couple days a week of some aerobic stuff or some sport or some surfing or some snowboarding or whatever I can kind of sprinkle in, right? Um, and then the last one's the thermogenic, um, the thermic effect of food. So this is kind of the conversation I'm talking about here is like if you think about 20 to 30 percent of the total calories that you're eating from protein are actually being burned and metabolized just through the digestion process of metabolizing that protein into amino acids, then you are going to be in a better place. Because if your goal is to remain in a deficit to lose weight or to lose fat, you want to do things that make it easier to do that, right? So if I were to give you guys an example, if I had 200 grams of protein, granted this would be pretty high, but just to make math really easy for me on the fly, 200 grams of protein would be four calories per gram, meaning my body would have 800 grams, or eight, sorry, 800 calories coming if it was just pure protein. No food is pure protein, but just for the sake of this conversation, my body would burn, what is that? 160 to 240 calories out of the 800 just because it's protein. Fats, three to 5%, carbs are eight to 12%. So that's like the number one thing that I always like to talk about is like, hey, you're getting more of a thermic effect from just eating more protein. The second thing, and this is really the hardest thing that I've noticed for myself and every client doing this challenge and for everyone probably listening to this podcast, eating protein is more satiating. It is hard to eat a lot of protein, but it's not hard to eat a lot of food. What I mean by that is if you're eating a lot of protein and that's a very satiating food, you're going to have a really, really hard time meeting your quota. But 
Other foods don't bring the same satiation. The reason why highly refined processed foods get us in trouble, it's not because Oreos are have this lethal poison in them and some people like to scare us away from these things. I keep using Oreos to just roll it up. Um, it's because they're so palatable and they're so like on the, the aspect of satiation is almost zero to none that you can overeat by a lot, right? So the example of saying, hey, I can have a line of Oreos or a rack of Oreos for a thousand calories or I can have a pound of chicken breast and it would still be less than a thousand calories. So the satiation side is going to be really a big thing that I think a takes time to really get used to. When you look at appetite, remember this, if you're someone that's used to eating a lot, getting you to eat less throughout the day requires, you know, maybe some fasting protocols. So windows of eating, eating foods that are a little bit more fibrous when it comes to the kind of carb side of thing, or even fats a little bit too, but carbs mainly. So eating more vegetables and eating more fruits, things that come with fiber as well. Uh, but then eating obviously more animal meats and proteins and things that come with the high satiety signal as well. Because by eating just a lot of produce and protein and making that majority of your diet, that should bring a lot of satiety, which makes it hard to overeat in those things. Um, but if you're used to eating crap food, your body is still kind of stuck in this rut. And this is one thing that I'm noticing is like, I have always kind of, for my goal, main maintenance or even weight gain kind of a goal so i'm probably maybe part of the five or ten percent of people that doesn't really have a weight loss goal so just remember that majority of my diet's always been focused on trying to get calories in but with that comes with the sacrifice of maybe the amount of protein that i can take in because if i'm just eating lots of protein it's hard to eat that much like it reminds me of like my men's physique days and i brought this up at the very end of the call yesterday my last show that i did seven years ago now eight years ago now was I was doing 300 grams of protein for three months up to the show. Leanest and jacked, the most jacked I've ever been in my entire life. But fucking A, was that miserable, right? Like eating 300 grams of protein every single day. A, I had to do it through two shakes. So I was probably getting, let's call it anywhere from 60 to 100 grams of protein was just coming from shakes because I was doing a lot of protein powder just to be able to hit that quota. But then eating lots of lean chicken, or um, lean protein. So things like chicken and things like tilapia and again, lean red meats, whatever it might be. Um, 93, seven ground beef, things like that, because those are going to have a higher protein by weight. You know, something like a ribeye is going to have a lot more fat content. So even though you eat the same quote unquote weight as the chicken breast, you're not going to get as much protein. And I got to kind of want to transition into what I was talking about yesterday. And this is for all those people that are trying to get a lot of protein in their diet. We all know that having more fat makes it easier to eat, right? Or sometimes even adding a little bit of carbs or salt or spices. Like you want to, you want to find little hacks that make it easier for you to get more protein in, right? Or eat things in. Um, and I remember like, for example, I was always doing lots of like hot sauce and salsa and things like that with my chicken or tilapia just because it was so fucking dry by itself. Um, but here's the thing I will tell you. I know through my own experience, through my clients, through my friends and family, and anybody that's obviously been involved with the fitness at a very high level, that the people that look the best eat the most protein, right? And even from a health perspective, I know some people that maybe want to get into the longevity conversation sometimes around like, do we really need to be eating a gram per pound? And to be honest with you, the answer is no. But the leaner you want to be and the better you want to look, you might as well shoot for that. Even though you might not hit that most days or half the days, try to make that your target. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's about having a range. Like realistically, if you can get 0.8 instead of one gram per pound. So for example, just to make math easy, if I'm a 200 pound person, 160 pounds, meaning 160 grams would be 0.8, right? So if I had 160 grams a day, I'd be in a good spot. And that's kind of what I have for my range right now. I'm 190 pounds, so I'm trying to make like 170 to 190 a day. So here's a couple of things I wrote down that are interesting. This is from MyFitnessPal. And this was basically, 
you know, a general rule of thumb that I've always kind of followed is for every 100 grams of protein that I want to be taking in, that's generally about a pound of animal meat a day, right? Oh, generally a serving size is four ounces. So if you go to a restaurant or Chipotle, they'll probably give you three or four ounces or something, right? So one pound, so four servings of ribeye, right, which is a fatty cut of red meat. And everyone that knows that obviously loves fat and flavor, ribeye is the best. You're going to get 1,300 calories on one ribeye, right, or one pound of ribeye. So imagine this. Imagine I said, well, I need to have two pounds a day, right? So in order for me to hit 100, now like let's say, for example, I want to hit my total body weight and protein. If I had two pounds of ribeyes a day, I would be able to hit 190 grams of protein, right? Because one pound brings 95 grams. But that would bring 2,600 calories, just in just calories total, just with that one food. That's not assuming you're cooking with anything. That's not assuming you're having fruits or vegetables or rice or snacks or drinking chocolate cream cold brews like I do. I don't, maybe a rack of Oreos, whatever. Like just ribeyes, you would have 2,600 calories. So for a lot of people trying to lose weight that are also trying to hit the protein count, this is where some people kind of get in trouble. Is they're like, okay, well, now I'm in a place where I can eat a lot of this quote-unquote food and I'm getting my protein in. Eating two pounds of ribeye, even no matter who you are, it's still very hard to do but you're eating a lot of calories and that makes this weight loss journey so much harder to sustain and actually even just do period. Now, if I were to take a pound of chicken breast, right? Also even way harder to do because it's just pure protein almost, that's gonna bring you 800 calories about, right? So you have a 500 calorie difference between eating a pound of chicken breast and a pound of ribeye. You're also gonna get 135 grams of total protein, meaning that you would actually add an additional 40 grams of protein by switching more of your protein over to leaner cuts and reducing the calorie count. So imagine this, if you said, I wanna lose a pound a week, I wanna lose, I wanna be at a 500 calorie deficit from whatever my total daily energy expenditure is. Just by making the switch from ribeye to chicken breast and keeping everything else in your day the same, you would automatically reduce your calories by 500 calories but you'd also would take the enjoyment out of life and dieting for the rest of your fucking life. So it's not something I'm saying doing, but these are like the little mindful tricks that you guys need to pay attention to when we're doing that. Something that I also looked up, which I thought was interesting when I look at ground beef. I like to do a lot of ground meat. I think, uh, A, I think you get a better balance of protein because you get way like um, more collagen protein in there because when they make ground meats and ground chicken, ground turkey, ground beef, they tend to blend up all the parts of shit that they normally wouldn't sell to you and that might gross you out and I hope it doesn't. Um, but you're going to get some of the tendons and you know ligaments and cartilage and some of the other parts of the animal that maybe we wouldn't get when we sell the pretty stuff. If I were to have ground beef, 80-20, meaning 80% lean, 20% fat, and I would have a pound of it, right, which would be basically a whole brick, I think, because like when you buy them, I think it's a pound at a time, so it's four servings each one, 16 ounces. You would get 1,148 calories, right? So decent chunk, right? And you would get 78 grams of protein. Also, decent chunk, right? So if you had two of those a day, if I had two pounds, that means I would be like just shy of my 160 goal. Now, if I were to have ground beef 93.7, right? So if I were to reduce the fat content by 13%, my calories go from 1150 all the way down to 690. So if you think about that, right? It's like, holy shit, I also just took out 450 something, 460 calories. Same exact food, same exact weight. And it goes to 93 grams of protein, right? So you added another 15 grams of protein with the same amount of food. So I shared this with you guys because we all have heard that protein is the most important macronutrient to do and really focus on because A, number one, almost everyone, even including myself, is not eating enough protein to really maximize 
the potential for improving your body composition. Number two, it is the most important macronutrient for building muscle because amino acids are the things that build muscle. So it's the building blocks of the entire body, not even just muscle tissue, all tissue. Uh, I think it's important to balance out between muscle meats and like, you know, collagen protein and whey protein or all these other things because eating a more nose to tail kind of approach when it comes to eating the animal, I think is obviously going to give you a better split of the nutrients themselves as well. The higher thermogenesis because you're burning more calories, higher levels of satiety, but these are all the things that make protein great. Now, the hardest part about protein is if you're not used to eating a lot of protein, you need to really understand that this transition takes a long time. It takes a, a days and weeks, maybe even months for some people, but I generally would say between the matter of days and weeks, if you're really disciplined about this, you can start to get protein in pretty quick and build up the quota. Here's one thing that I've learned just in the short four days of tracking again. I've been kind of in this habit of eating two meals a day where I have coffee in the beginning part of the day and then I don't really eat it or don't really eat until lunch. And I'll eat, you know, sometimes as early as noon or one, sometimes as late as three or four is my first meal. And I've always liked that. I felt good. I have good energy throughout the day. And I'm like, whatever. Now, why stress about it? If you are trying to maintain weight, your protein count can drop down maybe to like 0.7, even 0.7 to 0.8. But no matter what, I always try to keep protein kind of high. Um, so my protein percentage of my day is actually kind of dropped down to maybe like 20 to 25% of my total calories. Um, but one thing I've noticed with the two meals back to that is like, I've actually been under eating because it's so hard to get that much protein in two meals. Because if I said, okay, if I'm trying to have 180 grams, right. Or 190 grams, I need to have 90 grams of protein per sitting, right? That means I would have to have a whole pound of that lean ground beef at a time, um, for each meal, right? So much harder to do. So like something this morning that I did, which helped me is like, okay, I had 20 grams of collagen protein in my coffee. Still sipping on it, right? It's nice to balance that collagen protein. I had a scoop of whey protein with my shake. So a cup of frozen berries, half an avocado, um, a scoop and a half. So give me about, let's call it 40 grams of protein through there. So I'm already at 60. And then I had three hard-boiled eggs, right? And the hard-boiled eggs, I think, are six grams per. So about 18. So I had 78 grams of protein just with the shake, three hard-boiled eggs, and my coffee, right? Then I'm going to have my lunch right after this basically podcast. And I have, I think, eight ounces of ground beef, so half a pound cup of rice and about two cups of broccoli and mushrooms kind of all blended together and that's going to give me i think i want to say there was like 45 grams of protein um and then probably a little bit more just with some of the broccoli and mushrooms but not by much let's call it 50 right so i'm already at 110 and then i personally like to eat a bigger dinner so i'll have a lot more protein there that is much more sustainable right and to be honest with you i think i could probably transition in the perfect world if i wanted to kind of even be a little bit better with it maybe eating almost four times a day maybe having like three meals and a shake like a post-workout shake is maybe something i can have because i've always fallen in the habit of like working out and then going right into finishing up my day and spending another two three four hours with clients um so the one thing I would say is, number one, try to break it up, right? The more that you can break up the protein throughout the day, the more approachable I feel like that number can feel because it feels pretty daunting in the beginning if you're someone that's used to only having two or three meals a day and you kind of have these snacks that have no protein involved with them. Um, eating more ground meats, I think, is something that's going to help. And utilizing whey protein and collagen protein, not depending on them, but utilizing them, I think, is something that's going to also close the gap. Um, focusing on more lean cuts of meat more times than not because, A, yes, they can be a little bit drier or harder to eat or less enjoyable, but I think a balance between both is always important. So, like, don't, like, I've fallen in this trap with, like, this whole, um, like animal based movement where, you know, everyone's going carnivore and things like that. I was like, Oh, and I was like, maybe I just like, I was like, maybe I should have more ribeyes. 
And I kind of, over the last year, just been doing so much steak. But I've always done, like, fattier cuts. And I realized that, like, those, yes, they are so good. But they also, like, I could have things like a filet or a New York or a shrimp um, that are still going to give me borderline the same amount of flavor profile. But they're going to give me a little bit more protein. And those little changes on the selection of food that I'm having throughout the day make a big difference. Eggs are a, just the king of nutrients, right, when it comes to everything, both fat and protein. Obviously, no carbs. Um, got choline, got all these good things that you obviously are going to benefit from. And that was something I always underutilized, right? I always did like a couple eggs in the morning. So hard-boiled eggs or then doing scrambled or even mixing it into my rice and my ground beef to give it a little bit more flavor. Like I, I always call it my Filipino breakfast, which is take last night's leftover and add some eggs over that. Shout out to all my Filipinos. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but finding different ways where you guys can kind of get it into because the more that you play catch up throughout the day, the harder and less enjoyable it's going to feel. And so many people convince themselves that they're eating a lot of protein and when in reality, you're not. So you have to track this. If you're someone that's scared of tracking, I'm telling you, this is one of those things in life that A, understand you're not going to do it for the rest of your life and B, understand that it's just a tool to create awareness and accountability. Simple as that. By tracking on my fitness pal, you'll be shocked by the amount of protein that comes naturally from other foods. Right? Like, oh, a little, I had three grams of my broccoli, you know, a little bit from my sweet potato. You know, all these things, they add up a little bit. And if you can add an extra 10, 15, 30 grams throughout the day in other foods, it makes that protein go once again easier to hit. Because a lot of people think, well, I'm only getting it from animal sources, right? It's like, fuck no, there's plant-based people that are still getting protein into their diet, right? So beans or lentils or chickpeas or all these other things. So pay attention to those things. Dairy is a huge thing, right? So cheese or yogurt or milk, they come with obviously a little bit more fat and calories. So be aware of those things. Um, but that's kind of my biggest tip for you guys is understand that protein should always be the biggest focus when it comes to diet because everyone loves looking good. A lot of people don't like doing the work. And the more time that you can spend focusing and prioritizing yourself on protein, the easier it is for you to get in the habit of consuming it. Your appetite will build up for it. You'll start to crave it a little bit more. If you're out of the habit of eating so little protein, naturally you're just not going to crave it because you're not eating it, right? So it takes time for you to kind of build up that appetite back for it as well. Um, there was one more thing I feel like I wanted to talk about. Maybe I didn't. Um, yeah, maybe that's it. All right, guys. Well, that's it. I hope this guy's helped you uh, with everything when it comes to nutrition. Like I said, my biggest piece of advice, if you were to take one thing away from nutrition, look at all the parallels and all diets that have been successful for people sustainably over a long period of time. It is always going to be coming back to making sure that you're prioritizing protein in your diet and you're managing calories. And if you were to only track two things for the rest of your life, track the amount of calories you maybe need and track the protein. Um, but eventually when you start to take a more whole food approach and you eat how you would have ate a thousand years ago on this planet, it is pretty hard to fuck up your body from as far as like when your body is overweight, you're too high in body fat percentage or too high in weight. You got to remember your body doesn't want to be there. That is a defense mechanism because your body is like saying, oh shit, we're, we're taking a lot of energy in and we're not really utilizing this energy. So let's store this for summertime or store this for winter when we hibernate, right? Like that's kind of genetically, biologically how our bodies are set up. So if you feel like you're struggling with fat gain or weight gain, like you just need to remember that it's just like a conversation of output and input. And then it's a conversation of composition of the things that you're putting into your body. And the more that you can manage those things and then manage all the other areas around it with proper movement, proper stimulus through training and cardio, managing stress and sleep, recovering well, enjoying life, being happy, all those things, that stuff's just naturally a byproduct of it. All right, guys, we'll take care. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next week.